0: You're tuned in to RBLR, the home of Tampa Bay's Reveller Sports. Four seconds left in front of Puppy The Tampa Bay
1: Lost it. And, Stand by and the Tampa Bay
0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to RBLR Lightning. As always, my name is Jake Ricker, and alongside me is Matt Gannon. Unfortunately, Joe is not with us today, but me and Matt have you covered with an action-packed episode. We'll be looking at the Lightning's week, talking about the games and how they went, three stars, what's coming up in the future, maybe some trade deadline stuff, Matt? I have some fun things to talk about? Uh, But first and foremost, how are you doing today, my friend?
1: i'm doing good jake i'm a bit conflicted about the week we had you know we uh a couple tough games to start but uh you know a couple pretty good games to to cap it off with i don't really know uh how i'm feeling right now so i I guess we'll dig into it
0: (laughs) yeah absolutely we will started off uh, a little rough but uh they they ended ended strong which is which was a good thing but uh don't forget to like and subscribe so you don't miss out on these episodes or future ones as well and with that said let's let's get right into it matt let's get these Tough games out of the way first, because uh, starting off, the Lightning took on the Ottawa Senators. And if you guys were here last week, uh, we kind of said at the end of the show, looking at the Lightning's week ahead, that listen, if you're going to lose one game, do it to the Senators, just because they're the ones not chasing us in the standings, even though you, team you should probably beat. And unfortunately, they did lose this once. Maybe they're listening to that. I don't. I don't know. We should have just win this game, <laughs> uh, but they lose this one by a final score of four to two. And Matt, the big theme in this one for me was speed. Uh, The Senators were playing with a ton of speed. Uh, Matthew Joseph, a former Bolt, which you can bet on every single time the Lightning play against their opponents. It's always some former Bolt scoring on them at some point. Um, He gets two breakaway goals in this one, but the speed was a big factor. I mean, like there was one point where Hedman pushed, I think it was, I can't remember, I think he pushed Sorelli. Uh, to give him a speed boost just to catch the Senators <laughs> forwards. Like, they could not catch them with their speed, and they got bit. They do get goals late and are able to make a little bit of a comeback, but uh, this game just felt out of hand very quickly, and it was very frustrating uh, after watching the Lightning succeed so much for so long.
1: The most frustrating part about the whole thing is that they were playing terrific for the first five, six minutes of the game. They are out shooting Ottawa like 8-1 to one or something crazy like that and they got that, that, you know, first goal, you know, within the, uh, w- you know, first 10 minutes of the game, and that's, you know, it didn't suck the air out of the building. You know, it sucked because we had all the momentum, and they get this quick strike kind of out of nowhere. And you're like, okay, cool. There's still, you know, 50 minutes of hockey left. You know, Joe was saying, oh, with the defense they're going to play, we're going to eat them alive, and I was just sitting there waiting for that to happen, and it never really did. They got that second goal in the in the first period as well, and it that one really did suck all the air out. This game... This game hurt to watch a lot. Now, I know this is probably the uh, the best you know team you could lose against. Uh, you know the point they're not really fighting for a playoff spot. They're the uh, the farthest away from us of all the other teams that we played this week. Uh, you know in the in this playoff race, searching for the wild card spot in the uh, in the East. This was the one to lose, but it, we lost it in embarrassing fashion. Oh, uh, You know I I love Matthew Joseph. I really do. He had his flaws in Tampa, like he could not. <laughs> score on a breakaway he couldn't score like he could not buy he a goal now. for whatever reason apparently he can now he doesn't he doesn't want to against 31 other teams but when <laughs> the lightning come to town or when he comes to tampa he's just got some kind of vendetta against us i don't know if there was some bad blood in that trade or anything if he felt slighted but he really he really hates vasilevsky or something apparently <laughs> like he just shows out against him because i remember last year there there was a show he Matthew or there was a game that uh, Matthew Joseph, he scored a, a five on three shorthanded goal against us. And that one was had me pulling my hair out. I didn't think it could get any worse. It did. Yeah. I Again, I'm, I'm not saying this to like be mean to Matthew Joseph, but it's like, where was this when he was on the lightning? He got every breakaway, you know, he got three breakaways a game and you could guarantee yeah. he was shooting it wide, whiffing on the shot or, you know, just stuffing the pads or center of the chest or something. He just has Vasilevsky's number painted somewhere on a voodoo doll. (laughs) Uh,
0: One positive note in this game, Mitchell Chafee got his second goal of the season. I'll tell you what, Matt, he's been really, really impressive so far. And we'll get into it more because he eventually was playing uh on that second line so he's playing you know top six minutes out here now he's clearly impressed the coaches uh he's impressed me personally he is a guy that's working really hard flying he was one of the few bolts that could actually keep up with the senator's speed that they had uh but he, he was a, a positive in this game for sure
1: yeah chafee has been you know quite the revelation you know he's not gonna be you know, who knows what he can be, but as of right now, he's been a very good, you know, stopgap, you know, in an injury-prone, you know, team late in the season. He's been a great addition, you know, who knows if he sticks in the lineup, but I've loved what I've seen from him. Uh, crazy stat I heard is that from, you know, when, from his call-up, he's uh, second on the team in hits, not a, from forwards, from the entire team, second on wow. the team in hits, and he's missed a couple of games uh, just due to uh, sitting out, healthy scratch, you know. But the games that he has been in, he's made an impact in, and especially this game. Like I definitely didn't, you know, expect Chafee to be the one that, you know, gets the uh, the icebreaker in this game or the icebreaker for the Lightning. Uh, it definitely came out of out of left field a bit, but it's a pleasant surprise. You know, he's got a bit of a scoring touch. He's got a nose for the net. He goes in those hard, you know, hard to play areas. He's hard in the corners, in front of the net where you take a massive beating. Like he, 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 you know, not. Like a grinder, but he's grinding out there for being a, yeah. you know, I'm not gonna call him a smaller guy, but he's definitely not a big guy by any means. He is getting into those dirty areas. He's taking a page out of Hagel and Asimont's book, just being a, you know, honey badger
0: out there. Speaking of Hagel, he also got a point in this game and extended his point straight. I believe it was ten games at this time, so he stays hot in this one. And uh, but at the end of the day, though, the Lightning get the loss. It's a little frustrating, but hey, you're sitting there, you're, you know what? We've played great overall. Losses are going to happen. You can't win them all. Let's bounce back against Washington. Uh, that <laughs> did not happen. And this one, Matt, got the best of me. They lose 5-3 to three against the Capitals. And it kind of felt like the same thing in the Ottawa one where, like, the start of this game, you're thinking, man, we look good. Like, this is going to be great. Big bounce back game. And then Washington gets the first goal. Then they get another one. And everything just kind of spirals out of control from there. Hagel, again, extending his point streak, gets a goal in this game to make it 2-1. to But then Washington comes back. And they, again, get that two-goal lead. The Lightning actually come back and tie this game in the third period. So they came alive in the third after a rough uh, first, well, I won't, not the entire first period. Cause we mentioned they were good early, uh, but after rough first and second, they come back and end up tying the game, which is huge for the bolts. Uh, but then the capitals come away and they score two late ones and end up winning this one, five to three. And, uh, I'll say this, Matt, I'm not sure your thoughts on it. This one got me and listen, I hate blaming the refs. It's one of the most annoying things. It, listen, the lightning lost this game because they did not play a full 60 minutes. Uh, They beat themselves. They shot themselves in the foot multiple times. Let's get that out of the way, right? What the heck happened with the officials here in the third period, Matt? I mean, Aiden Flurry gets hurt by none other than Tom Wilson uh, on a check. I don't know. if I thought it was maybe he should have been boarding, but he gets hurt on the play. He's been out for the last couple of games now, and that's what created that opportunity uh, to score that goal for the Capitals, that go-ahead goal. By the way, one of those got called back from a uh, offsides challenge. The Capitals actually went up multiple times, and one of them got called back off an offsides challenge. Uh, but they get that. Then there was the uh, Kucherov trip that didn't get called oh. late in the game, and the Lightning were pushing for the tie, uh, which was very frustrating as well. Uh, and then the other thing, this wasn't officials, but well, there was that actually one of the Capitals players on the go ahead goal goes down uh, towards the top of the blue line, and the Lightning had two players standing on top of this guy who's down on the ice. Like, why Why are we sending two guys over on a player who's not even on his feet? And then that creates the odd man opportunity, and the Capitals capitalize on that chance. A credit to them, they capitalize. But just a lot of little things there in that third period that kind of ran through there uh, that were really frustrating and to me is what made this game one of the most infuriating losses.
1: Yeah, unfortunately, this game, you know, piggybacked off of the Ottawa and the Florida game from the week before where they just had no answer, you know, even against, you know, bottom feeder teams, you know, yeah, Ottawa's bottom feeder team, but Washington's not, you know, they still have, you know, somewhat of a dog in this race, but, uh, they just didn't really have an answer for the, for the speed and the tenacity of their offense. Washington did bring a very heavy forecheck. They're still a big team and they like to play physical, you know, even excluding guys like Tom Wilson, they've got a lot of good role players on that team. And, um, yeah, the 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 flurry hit, the Wilson hit, that was unfortunate. It should have been a 2-minute penalty. I don't think it warranted a 5 nor a suspension no. or a fine or anything, but it, you can't do that. It sucks that, you know, Flurry got hurt on that play, but at the very least a 2-minute penalty I think, you know, should have been warranted. That that, you know, trip that didn't happen late in the game, that one was even worse. I don't know how that didn't get called. But yeah, yeah. this game again just kind of carrying the same theme of the other two games where you got have no idea how many guys are, you know, flying the zone. They have no gap control. So many odd man rushes on either end. This game was definitely probably the best of the three. Um, you know, the the Ottawa and the Florida game. Obviously, it's better than the Florida game, but I, I'd say it was probably their best of those three games there. Doesn't mean by any stretch it was a good game. And the worst part about it all, this you know, that three-game losing streak or whatever it was, all of these games were at home. That is the biggest, you know, that's the worst part to me. It's like, been good. they've been great at home. And, you know, for whatever reason, they won the two away games, back-to-back games, you know, at that. Granted, it's not too far travel, but come on. You're at home. You're great at home. And this is the effort you give your fans. I know uh, there's been a bit of an illness, you know, running around the team. Chernak missed – did he miss the Washington game or the – He missed –
0: islanders game that he missed. okay
1: well he missed a game um even brian engblom on the broadcast he sounded sick if you know if a guy like that is getting (laughs) he was hanging on
0: for dear life in that new jersey seriously (laughs) and he still in the islanders game
1: and he still did the radio broadcast with uh, michigan the game after like what 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 a trooper for uh brian (laughs) engblom is but still like if, if a guy like that is catching the you know a bug Who knows what, you know, the team, the guys are all close together on the same plane, same bus, same locker room. There might be stuff going around. So, I, you know, I kind of give them a little bit of a pass. Maybe dudes were, you know, the guys are feeling a little under the weather. I still, it's still hard for me to excuse a three-game losing streak at home in that kind of embarrassing fashion.
0: Well, and the other thing for me, Matt, was, you know, you know it was said in that locker room that, hey, this is Washington, a team right behind us in the standings. Now, Washington can only tie us if you look at the games in hand and all that kind of stuff. They can't they can't get ahead of us. So there's still a positive they're like they're still behind us decently, and Washington struggled this year. But you know, this is a huge game. This is a game where if they win, they can really kind of push Washington away in this very tight wild card race. And after, as you mentioned, you know, after two so some bad losses, the one to Ottawa, the one to Florida, just a little bit earlier. You're expecting a response and then you don't get that or you get it and then it disappears very quickly. Uh, and that's what the frustrating part is. Even though the lightning do come back in this game, but end up not holding it on. It's like, well, it should never gotten to that point. So that was a tough thing for the bolts, especially uh, how it translated to the standings because Washington, we said it on the podcast last week. We said they, they the biggest games for the bolts, Washington, New York, and New Jersey, three teams chasing them in the standings. Luckily, Things got better. The Lightning finally were like, "All right, we cannot do this. We have to." And they and they said this in their press game conferences. They're like, "We've got to play better. Uh, we are not playing well." And they did. They responded against the New York Islanders to a team who they lost earlier. Uh, just a, was it, two weeks ago. We week go into this point that they lost six to two, uh, and they win this one four to two. They pick up a huge two points, and this was a game that. I felt like the Lightning mostly controlled uh, for a majority, basically the entire game. until that Yeah, 95% of minute. the game. Yeah, where the Islanders were pulling their goal away. The Lightning took some silly penalties, which Cooper talked about. They shouldn't be doing that. But you know, it was six on four opportunities. And then the Islanders finally got a couple goals. Lightning get an empty net, though, and secure the win. But a game, it felt like they controlled for the whole thing.
1: Yeah, this game, it was a really fun game to watch, uh, especially, you know, uh, I'm not a fan of the Islanders or any New York team by that matter. So these games always, you know, mean a lot to me. Um, and especially, you know, you want a response after, what, two weeks ago, you lost 6-2 to two or something like that. You know, a total drubbing in their building. Um, at least it wasn't at home. <laughs> but, <laughs> no, the, the this was uh, probably – it was their second best game of the week. Uh you know, the bar isn't very high, but they played very good this game. They were strong defensively. They were very structured, and kind of by the book, I guess, if you will, like, you know, they, they really, you know, took the coach's words and, and ran with them, uh, until the last couple of minutes where a couple of bad penalties, uh, what there's the, the puck over the glass to a game. And there was something else, I think a trip or interference or something. And we should
0: mention that delay game, headman and Cooper, everybody was furious about, mm-hmm. I don't know if it hit, if they saw it hit the glass or something, but they were not happy.
1: So happened, what, what they think they saw, and I can't verify, uh, Headman supposedly said it hit off of Brock Nelson and s- oh, deflected okay. out, and it hit off of his shin pad. I didn't see any kind of change in direction. Of course, they only showed two replays in, you know, 140p. Uh, like, it's not... <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sometimes those angles don't help.
1: <laughs> no, no. And, you know, those cameras aren't meant to go that slow and zoom that far in. You know, it's it's a very... Yeah hard call to make but that's why you know that you get all four of the line you know all four of the officials look you know the linesmen and the refs get together and discuss and you know i think the majority vote rules three of them or all four of them saw the puck go directly over the glass but like you you didn't see brock nelson going uh oh, it's out it's out you didn't you know you saw headman and cooper and the entire bench saying
0: what's going on this is BS. the players Players usually know because they're yeah. right there on ice and they 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 know. But at you the end of the day, you don't want to put yourself in that position.
1: Mm-hmm. In you market. didn't see any of the Islanders players like lobbying for it being over. Um, or at least, you know, usually you see the whole bench and the whole team going, it's right.
0: over, it's um, over. Up. Yeah. yeah,
1: exactly. I didn't see much of that. So I don't know. I think they got the right call, but I kind of, I don't know. They were reacting like it was the wrong call. But regardless, we escaped mostly unscathed. They did score on that power play, I I believe. Uh, Yeah, they They did.
0: did. They did. Uh,
1: With, yeah, it was a six on four as well. They had a couple of chances to get the puck out. I really thought they were going to challenge like that last goal for offside as well. It was uh, very close on the entry, but again, what does it matter? You get the win in regulation. You 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 stave them off, and you get the empty net goal as well. It was a good win again. Ninety five percent of the game, the Lightning were the better team. They even were uh, the the boo birds were showing out in the second period for the Islanders when they couldn't get anything going on their power play. They've struggled on their power play recently as well. And uh, you know it, 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 the game can turn very quickly. I was watching it, you know, with uh, with my buddy, and he said, you know that. I don't know how I feel about this game. Like they could like, I don't know this. He's very, very judgmental about the lightning. He's like this, you know, they could score three goals and win this in regulation real quick, or they can let up three goals and win this in regulation real quick. It really is is a flip of a coin. But again, thank the Lord that, you know, we, you know, got our revenge two weeks later. We, you know, this is another team kind of biting at our heels, looking for that wild card spot. I don't really think they're a huge threat, but again, still a very important, well-earned two points.
0: Yeah, and listen, it wasn't perfect, but you needed that, right? You just needed the win. It didn't matter how. It, and again, they played great for a majority of this game. Uh, two things I do want to shout out here. One, Braden Point gets a goal in this game, and it's always fun when Braden Point scores against the New York Islanders because of that uh, famous gift, which I know majority of you have probably seen. Uh, for those that don't know, when the Islanders were playing the Lightning, you know what I'm talking about, Matt? You know what I'm going can with say this? I I do. I'm surprised. Okay, so when the Lightning were playing the Islanders in the playoffs, uh, there were some Islanders fans. I don't know the account that did it, but they did live streams of the games and there were some great reactions. And one of them is an Islanders fan who runs this big account. I think it was Barstool actually.
1: Oh, um, okay. I do know. Yes. Oh, yeah. Keep and, going and though. Braden
0: Point scores and he's like, it's always Braden Point. You know, really angry, <laughs> really upset. So people love to post that uh, when Point scores against the Islanders. So it's always funny uh, when he gets a goal against them. And then also need to shout out uh, Glenn Denning, who had a fantastic mm. game. He scored the empty net goal and got uh, on the score sheet, but also was great in the penalty kill, had a couple shorthanded chances in there as well. Uh, so Glenn Denning played a very, very, he was great in the faceoff circle as well. It's like he's always been, but Glenn Denning, great game for him against the Islanders.
1: Yeah. Despite him having two five on five goal or a two goal, 5-on-5 goal game earlier this year where I thought he played really good this hands down was one of his best game if not his best game as a member of the lightning I know it's a small sample size but he played very very good he was a crucial member of the team in this game and again there's a reason why I was so high on this guy when he was coming in when I learned that we signed him I was so stoked. He's a guy. He doesn't take nights off. He knows his job. He's very responsible and he got rewarded with you know with an empty net goal. He has tripled his goal total from last year and has still he really? yeah, he scored 3 goals last year and I think what's number 9. Um at the very, you know, at least it's 8 or something but tripling your goal total from last year and uh I don't know what his assists look like but again, he's just a dog. He gets it done every night. So thank you Jake for shouting him out.
0: Of course, hey, he deserved it. He he played a really good game and it was mm-hmm. well-deserved. And It was good to see him get the empty net goal as well to at least get the credit, you know, because sometimes you always see those things on the score sheet and it can get overlooked. But he he played a good game in this one. I also mentioned the Lightning went 11-7 in this game uh, with Crozier back in the lineup as he came up. And uh, the Lightning did that again against the Devils going to level 7. Eleven seven, 7 and they got the win 4-1. to Crozier, by the way, I think he's like 9-1 when he's in the Lightning lineup. Really? We might want to keep him around <laughs> a little more because uh, whatever it is, Crozier is, is helping things out apparently. But as mentioned, the Lightning come away with another huge two points against the New Jersey Devils, who are also a team right behind them, and they get back-to-back wins. Jonas Johansson in the net for this one because of the back-to-back. Uh, and, Matt, I was impressed with Johansson. You know, he's a guy who... Hadn't started a game since February 8th. That's a long time. I mean, he got in against Florida, but that game was just a throwaway game. It was only in the third period, and he didn't even play that great either because he's coming in cold. But you know, to to play basically once a month, maybe twice a month, if you want to count it like that, that's hard to do. Very, very, very hard to do. And Johansson was really solid. The only goal that the Devils score is on the power play. So I uh, thought he was impressive in this game, uh, but the story of this show was Nikita Kucherov. Mm -hmm. Nikita Kucherov took over this game, a four-point night. He factored in on every single goal. He nearly had more. Uh, He almost had like a five- or six-point night, uh, but they missed a couple of close chances. But uh, Nikita Kucherov, man, this guy is just unbelievable. 102 points now in the season.
1: Yeah, going back to uh, Johansson, you know, he definitely, you know, he didn't have a super big workload. I think they only got eighteen shots the whole game in that third period. They really shut the Devils down, but yeah, nineteen shots. Nineteen, yeah, under twenty shots. That's a pretty not great performance. But uh, I can't remember who on the broadcast said it, but they said uh, Johansson. He's got the hardest and easiest job in the world. You know, you you go so long between starts, (laughs) it's it's hard to stay. Uh, you know it's hard to stay frosty and stay fresh, but also you know exactly when you are going to play too. <laughs> so you're going to play on that second half or or the worst team in the back to back. So at least you you know exactly when you're going to be playing. I thought that was funny a good it was point. Brent, Brendan Burke that said it, but yeah, he played very good this game. And the goal that did go in against him. It was a bit of a fluke play. It was a puck that hit off of Victor Hedman skate and landed right on Tyler Toffoli's stick. He's scoring that 11 times out of 10. There's nothing you can do about that. And, you know, good for New Jersey. They've had the worst power play I've ever seen. It was something like they've scored like one out of their last 46 power plays, something they're bottom of the league. So good for them. You got your power play goal. Uh, the rest <laughs> of the game was not too kind to them, and they, they had their chances here and there, but... At no real point in this game did I feel threatened. Like, I I don't know if it was such a good performance from the Lightning or just such a bad performance from the Devils. Maybe a combination of both. But, yeah, the third period, the Lightning really started skating downhill, especially after that uh, Brandon Hagel goal. I think he got the 3-1 goal. Um, That just – that completely took the wind out of their sails. And, yeah, the Lightning just really dominated the rest of the game from then on.
0: So, a couple of notes in this game. You mentioned Brendan Hagel, 13 game point streak. He's currently the longest point streak uh, in the NHL. He's on pace again, Matt, to potentially hit another, or at least close to another 30 goal season, sneakily. Like, that is so impressive. He was, I didn't think he was anywhere close to that, but Hagel, man. Uh, I, I know I talk about him a lot because I, I predicted his 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 thirty goal season last year, uh, but he has he's truly been awesome, and it's been I think one of the best drags JBB has made uh, in a while uh, or not in a while, but like one of the best trades and all the ones that he's made. Hagel's just been unbelievable. He's such a hard worker. He's always getting involved in the plays, uh, and he's being rewarded playing with Kucherov and point right now. Uh, and, and he's a great guy with the interviews as well. TNT was talking with him. I don't know if you saw that Matt, but after the game and he was basically saying, you know, Oh, it's, you know, it's great to play with Kucherov because you just got to get your stick on the ice and you're basically (laughs) going to get some points there. But Hagel, really impressive stuff from him. He played a great game and extended his point streak to 13. So shout out to Hagel.
1: And he's just such a personable guy too. Like he's, he's so animated, you know, you know exactly how he's feeling. He's a funny guy. He gets heated. He plays with the passion. That's the word we attribute to him a lot is the passion and the heart Where would this team be without him? Uh, Like, I know we talk about where would this team be without Kucherov? They'd be, you know, 32nd. Where would this team be without Brandon Hagel? Who knows? Because he's just got chemistry with those guys. And we'll, you know, we'll talk about him a little bit later. Uh, Now, going back to Kucherov, who, you know, we're obligated to talk about. Yeah, first to 100 points, man, on a. A bit of a broken, but still kind of an awesome play as well. You know, good on Braden Point for dragging that out and getting Akira Schmidt to really commit to it. A bit of a fluky goal. You know, it, he Schmidt did tap it in himself, but it doesn't happen without Point and Kucherov making good plays and Point right. getting it on the net at a ridiculous angle.
0: Well, for Kucherov, but, how about the one where he, he walked down Broadway and TNT mentioned this. Oh, yeah. Like, every – Every guy would normally shoot that, but he drew every Devils defender right on top of him, and then he just dishes it off, and the like, Lightning get a goal out of Like that's how good he like. Every Devils defender collapsed on him and tried to get him, and they still couldn't stop it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was on the uh, Victor Hedman goal, right? Where he just streaking, yeah, going down Main Street and Hedman, yes. right? Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, Kucherov, he, he's just such a such a magician. He is no doubt the smartest player in the game. You know he's he's very very skilled but you know he's not mcdavid he doesn't even have like a mckinnon skill set he's still you know one of the best skilled players in the league but where he gets his you know his, his biggest strength is his brain again that's why we you know that's how why i coined the uh, the einstein line you got you yes. know Hagel's bagels braden points eyebrows and uh nikita kucherov's einstein iq he's just such a smart player
0: uh, it's amazing to watch. It's so much fun to watch, especially in person. And we are uh, like, I feel honored to be able to watch it. Yeah. That's so good he is. And he, uh, by the way, breaks the, his own franchise record, the lighting franchise record, which is already his own uh, for fastest bolt to reach. 100 points on the season he was also the 10th fastest to do it in nhl history only missed uh, Connor mcdavid's recent record uh, by a couple of games so really really impressive stuff from nikita kucherov he should be uh, in mvp conversations even though he isn't for whatever reason because like we said matt without nikita kucherov the lightning are most definitely i would say not making the playoffs <laughs> Yo, like he's been.
1: they have the at least a top three pick in the draft next year if not For Nikita Kucherov. Again, I. And that is
0: the definition of MVP.
1: (laughs) Exactly. And like, where would the Avalanche be without Nathan McKinnon? They would, you know, they'd definitely struggle, but I still think they would keep their head up. They'd be better than the Lightning. They'd be better than the Lightning without Nikita Kucherov. So, again, by the, you know, by the wording of the trophy, it's the most valuable player to their team. And Austin Matthews, unfortunately, he's making a very good case, but when you're. You know, thirty points behind the guy, it's really not a—it's really not a race. Like again, I know he's scoring like a machine right now, but you're still thirty points behind. Mix in an assist here and there, and you might get in the conversation. Uh, I'm still a little skeptical, and this is still ways and ways away and away on you know who does get the Hart Trophy, and, and you know it's not even really that big of a deal. Of course, the you know the trophy everybody wants is the uh, the big silver one at the end of the year. Uh, I know Kooch doesn't care about the Hart Trophy, but I th- I still think it'd be really cool if he got two under his belt and another, you know, scoring title. That'd be really sweet.
0: Uh, I do want to mention too from this game as well, Matt. Uh, I do want to give a shout out to TNT. I thought they did a good job covering this game. It was a lot of fun. I know Cooper loves those games because there was mm-hmm. a uh, interview where they were going to interview Cooper on one of those weird you know, intermission interviews, but it actually started with Cooper with the microphone asking a question to the reporter, <laughs> which I got a kick out of. Uh, so I thought TNT's coverage was fun. I just wanted to throw that out there as well. And also, a guy who we've not talked about a lot and has actually been in and out of the lineup recently because he's not played well and a lot of people probably haven't been big on. Calvin Dahan, he played a great game against the New Jersey Devils. He had a couple of big block shots. Uh, he had a couple of, of intercepted passes a couple of times. He just put himself in good positions a lot in that game. Uh, it was noticeable to me, at least. I don't know if you saw it too, Matt, uh, but I think he deserves a shout out. I thought he played a really solid game against the Devils.
1: You know, I can't say I noticed him all that much, and that's exactly what I want from him. So yeah, you know, I, yeah I, I,
0: absolutely. There, there
1: were a couple shot blocks in there. He did, you know, did make a couple of uh, crucial plays, but again. I didn't notice him, which is a very, very good thing for, you know, for the most part.
0: Right. No, that, that is normally what you want when you're talking about defensive defense, which is mm-hmm. what Calvin DeHaan is. So shout out to him though. He played a great game. Uh, Lightning get a big two points. So as we kind of talked about Matt, you know, it started off a little rough, especially with those lost to, to Washington with teams behind them, but they get very important wins against the New York Islanders and the New Jersey devils. They still sit in that second wild card spot. Back and forth with Detroit, just because the Detroit's games in hand sometimes, but they're in a playoff spot, and for the most part, they kind of control their own destiny right now. So they're still sitting in a decent spot. A lot of work to do, a lot of hockey left, but uh, good wins at the end of the season to keep them in this very tight Atlantic Division wild card. And race.
1: they are like the teams are really starting to find where they're going to end up. I think, uh, like again, this wild card race has been very close. The whole Eastern Conference has been extremely. Co- You know, close this year, or at least the Atlantic division. The Metro is a little funky right now, but you know, fighting for this wild card spot, the teams on the outside are starting to go a little more outside like Washington, like New York, like New Jersey, you know, good thing we did beat New York and New Jersey. Cause I feel like those are the two that are kind of closest to us. Um, actually Jersey well, yeah, they are closer
0: they're, than Washington.
1: Okay. Okay. Um, uh, but still, I think, you know, everybody's kind of settling into their positions again. What do we always say? Just get in and see what you can do. Even if you end up as a second wild card and you're going to go up against, you know, the Rangers or the Panthers or something, you know, as corny as this trope might be, and a little outdated now, you know, who knows what they can do in the playoffs? It's a totally different team in the playoffs. Again, under John Cooper, and you know, Steven Stamkos at the helm, and Nikita Kucherov, you know, playing on easy mode. Who knows what this team can do? So again, just just get into the playoffs, put some ground between you know the the teams chasing you. Hopefully, you don't end up in the second wild card spot. It'd be awesome if they can get a divisional spot. Uh, but regardless, again, just get in. But I, I, I essentially, this is a very long-winded way of saying I think the teams are kind of finally starting to separate. The playoff teams are the playoff teams, and the outsiders are the outsiders.
0: Who knows what you can do in the playoffs and who knows what amazing merch you can find over on shop.rblrsports.com. And the best part is for our amazing listeners here, you can use code BOLTS to get 10% off your order as well. Highly recommend you guys go check out the awesome team-inspired merch we have over there from the Lightning, the Rays, the Bucks, the Rowdies. You can see some of them there on screen if you're with us on YouTube. Links, as always, are in the description. Highly recommend you go check them out. Uh, And make sure you gear up as we get closer and closer to playoff time as the Lightning continue their push. Right now, so shop.rblrsports.com and links again are always in the description. All right, Matt,
1: Jake, about- I'm cutting you off. We've been burying the lead the whole show. There's a big story. A lot of people know about it. If you're any part of the uh, the hockey universe, you should know. The Bolt report hit 3,000 followers. I just want to <laughs> say congratulations to you and Michael. That's a huge milestone. Oh, look, we even got a graphic for it. Oh, look at that. (laughs) (laughs) Again, you know, Kucherov and Brain Point, they're not the only guys hitting big milestones this week. So, again, a big congratulations to you two over at the Bull Report.
0: I really appreciate that. It caught me off guard with that one. I wasn't ready. Thank you so much. And thank you to everybody who's not only subscribing here at RBLR, and also following us over there on the Bolt Report. Uh, we really do appreciate it. I know me, Matt, Joe, everybody here at RBLR, we have a ton of fun making content for you guys. Uh, so, yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for that. It really does mean a lot. And we're excited to uh on the way to 4K on and up. All right, let's get into the three stars of the week here for the lightning. Starting off with the number three star it is none other than Brandon Hagel. Hagel, who had a very impressive week. We kind of talked about it. 13 game point streak, and he had two goals, four assists for six points and was a plus three. Wow. I didn't even realize the stats were that good. That's very impressive. Hagel. What can we say? Unbelievable presence. He's really, I, I remember when we traded for him, some people were like, Ooh, we kind of gave up a lot for him. I feel like he's done more than enough uh, to to show that he was worth every single price that we paid for him. So Brandon Hagel gets the third star of the week.
1: I didn't know his stats were that good either. I just saw, you know, the incredible point streak, what, 13 games now, which is, you know, incredible. He's, uh, I guess, technically third all time for the longest point streaks in franchise history, only behind one guy, Stephen Stamkos, which is a bit surprising. I'm surprised Cooch wasn't up there, but... Hey, I'll take it, Brandon Hagel. Thirteen games—that's incredible. But I didn't even know his stats were that good until you said it, Jake. I just kind of picked a player, yeah. you know. I just kind of picked a name out of a hat. I was like, who, you know, who looked the best this week? Of course, you got to get your obligatory Nikita Kucherov. But Brandon Hagel—this this list is quickly becoming Nikita Kucherov and Brandon Hagel's through. You know, one star of the week. Who's who's the wild card this week? Uh, but yeah, he's a guy that just doesn't take nights off. Uh, a lot, and uh, the uh, reaction to the the trade initially, we did give up, you know, a good bit. I was a bit sad that we had to give up Taylor Radish, but I was checking into the stats the other day, and Darren Radish has actually twice as many points as Taylor Radish. You Does know, despite despite playing defense, despite playing the same amount of games, Taylor's a you know a forward in the top six there, and Darren Radish is at best your third defenseman. I, I thought that was pretty neat. Again, who knows what Oliver Moore, who they picked, you know, this year Chicago did with our pick, and I still think they get a pick next year as well. Who cares? That's a problem for ten years later. As of right now, I mean, we
0: got Brandon Hagel who's going to be here for a while as well. So it's, it's I think we
1: are all very happy with how this trade has worked out. Again, he's just a guy that does not take nights off. He's just gels so well with uh with point kucherov like again he's just such a versatile player again we're uh, you know we've ran out of words for kucherov you know a year ago, we're running
0: out of words for (laughs) hagel
1: how many times can i say honey badger buzzsaw how many times can i say how many times can i say that so
0: right Uh, hey and you know what hagel keep doing it we hope we don't run out of words for him it's been really impressive by the way you mentioned the point streak i'm actually looking at this now so hagel is fifth in lightning history right now at 13 Uh. games uh kucherov's was longest was 12, uh, back in 2018, 2019. He also did it in 2019, 2020. And then Stamkos, uh, he lead the lightning, uh, 18 game point streak. So we'll have to wait and see if maybe Hagel can, uh, continue to climb up that leader. bro by the way, Stamkos, uh, v- Marty and Prospel, Vinny Prospel, are these three players that are ahead of Hagel. Uh, with point streaks more than i got him.
1: bad intel then it might it may have been for uh you know active players on the lightning maybe um, that's what it is
0: yeah. steven stamkos is the only one ahead of him uh, that, that is currently active but i guess By the that's way, if you're wondering prospo and marty are actually well here's what it is matt vinnie and prospo are 13 game point streaks as well so he's tied with those okay. guys the only one ahead of him is steven stamkos uh who has 18 and 14 games so he okay. could uh one more game, and he's tied for the second longest in franchise history. That's pretty impressive stuff right Sweet. there. Sweet.
1: Thought we almost had to move the goalpost for me to be right, but I guess I'm still right. No, nope, <laughs> nope, you had.
0: I was just looking at the way this was set up. They've got Prospol and uh, Marty ahead of him for some oh, reason. Okay. But nonetheless, Hagel gets the third star of the week. Uh, and well deserved for him. Going to our number two star of the week, though, another guy who was very impressive. He had goals taken away from him and then given back a couple of times in that New Jersey game, uh, but that's Braden Point. He gets the second star of the week. He was also very impressive with three goals, two assists for five points, and was a plus three as well. Uh, the big game for him, probably that New Jersey one, uh, was a beneficiary of Nikita Kucherov playing that unbelievable hockey. But Point, man, he's a guy uh, who is also. Kind of quietly approaching, uh, I think it's, how many goals is he at right now? Uh, 30. 30. Yeah, he's, so he scored 50 last year. He could hit 40 goals this year, uh, which seems crazy because he has, doesn't feel like he's scoring nearly as much as he was last year. Granted, uh, he's about 10 off that pace, but hey, rating right point, scoring a lot of goals at the end here and chasing down 40 goals, which is uh, nothing to shake your head at.
1: Yeah, you can't have two master chefs in the kitchen at the same time. Like Braden Point, Point, fifty goals last year. Nikita Kucherov with you know hundred, you know hundred billion points this year. You can't. I don't know. It's it's really hard to have two guys firing on. All cylinders all the time, uh, but regardless, forty goals is nothing. to you know sniff at. Like it, forty goals is forty. Go- thirty goals is an incredible yep. you know, mark right there. I don't know if he has uh, scored less than thirty. You know since his rookie year, uh, but he is definitely a lock for forty goals, and he's starting to pick it up quietly too. Again, he's captain, clutch. He's He's Braden Point, and uh, he's a guy who was uh, single handedly saving my fantasy season. Uh, oh, there it is, there Always it is. Fantasy. Don't worry, there's more, there's more. <laughs> um, but yeah, again, <laughs> uh, single handedly just saving me, but again, just for whatever reason, I know his 50 goal season was nobody talked about it. They're like, oh, Pasternak scored you know 60 goals, and Matthews, yeah. he didn't even hit. 50 last year um but he's just a, such an underrated player he is without a doubt the most underrated player in the league and sometimes the most underrated player on his team
0: again we all give him the respect he de- deserves but
1: just a quiet another quiet great season from point
0: so by the way matt looking at the goals here by the way for point Point in this season he had 18 his rookie year only played 68 games and then 32 41 25 23 28 51 and now 30 again. So he's okay. been right around that 30 mark just about every year, except for his, his rookie season. So impressive and, stuff.
1: And a couple of those were injury. A couple of those were short seasons, yep. so like two or three of them were shortened seasons. So, or I guess two of them were shortened seasons. So, um, that's me moving the goalpost. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, but you're absolutely right. Points been right around there every year, 30 goals, which has been very impressive. And on this year, hopefully, he can hit 40 as he continues to heat it up. And that's why he gets the second star of the week. And then for the first star of the week, I'm not even going to do a drum roll or anything. Who else but Nikita Kucherov? He gets the first star of the week. We talked about him. He's unbelievable in that New Jersey game. Two goals and six assists for eight points this week and was a plus two. Man. Do we, we just skip it? Like at this point, oh, like, yeah. it's, it's seriously so unbelievable. And the other thing is too, Matt, there is a, they pull up some quotes from him on, I think it was from him specifically too. And he was talking about how like, listen, it's not skill. It's how hard you work. And we, if you guys remember, we talked about this before. Kucherov took a week off after that loss to Toronto on the first round and then got immediately back on the ice. He was one of the first lightning players to start working hard. And he put in so much effort and he is, Being rewarded. And the crazy thing is when you watch him play sometimes, he's been frustrated these last couple of games. Clearly, he thinks he can do even better. And he did 102 points on the season. Uh, So he gets our first star of the week. But man, Matt Kucherov, well-deserved.
1: I don't know if there's anybody who, you know is harder on themselves and honestly it, it works to his advantage you know him and and vasilevsky it must be a russian thing they both just push themselves to the extreme they know they can do better even though they're the best in their class sometimes um, too
0: much it feels like
1: yeah exactly i mean I mean, we did get the the rare kucherov smile after a goal <laughs> um it was you know, it, i think actually you know what it makes sense the only reason he was smiling is because he got the assist on it you know, <laughs> he, he'd never smile if he scored it. He only wants the the apples, but... Uh, he wants the assist. <laughs> um, but again, just he he pushes himself so hard. He knows he, you, he wants to be the best player in the world. I think I was saying this last week. He just knows he has it in him, and he's proving it. You know, again, Connor McDavid... Yeah he's on another level but to you know be in the same category as Connor mcdavid that is extremely cool and another you know elite company that he's in it's a bit of an old stat i guess i could have you know used this last week but when he played his uh 700th uh, game points through 700 career games nikita kutrov has 823 people below him mark messier bobby clark pierre turgeon Ron Francis, who's like third or fourth all time in NHL points and uh, Nathan McKinnon just below him that is some elite company right there that is
0: absolutely and
1: that's just one of a billion stats that you know look great for nikita kucherov and you know it took him a while you know it took kucherov a couple of years you know when he was drafted in 11 didn't start getting regular playing time till 14 didn't really become a superstar till you know the the triplets line got put together in the you know the showing out party in the playoffs oh,
0: triplets, he that's, just that brings back memories <laughs> yeah
1: right and somehow just each year he gets better and better and better i was like there's no way you know he's ever gonna top 128 points. That was astronomical, and you know at this pace that he's currently at, he's gonna shatter that. You know he'll be in the the high 130s at this pace. uh Unbelievable. Unbelievable. He he is a specimen, a freak of nature, and he is without a doubt, hopefully, the heart winner this year.
0: Heart winner, and he should definitely be the Art Ross winner. At least we yes. know that one because they can't take away that one from him if you're the points leader in the mm-hmm. NHL. But
1: and the president- he he's. He's also been, you know, you know, playing chase with uh, Nathan McKinnon. You know, he's got a little bit of a lead on him, but now he's, he, I think he's got a, a six point berth between him and McKinnon now, something crazy like that.
0: After that huge game from him, yeah, he he really put himself up on there. So, uh, Hagel, Point, Kucherov, your three stars of the week. Let us know in the comments down below. Love to hear from you guys as always. Uh, what you think about our three stars? Do you agree with us? Would you put some other players in there? I'd love to hear your thoughts as well, Matt. Before we get into the Lightning's. A uh, week ahead coming up here, I want to mention the trade deadline. And the reason I want to bring it up is we'll have another show uh before the trade deadline hits, which is March 8th, if I'm not mistaken. Um, But JBB kind of has a tendency to do things early. He likes to get things done. Uh, just look at some of his older trades. I mean, uh, February 24th, 28th is a common day that he likes to make moves. Uh, he went out and got Goodrow on the 24th. Hagel was an early acquisition as well. Uh, there's so many other trades that JBB has done. Hagel's was on March 18th, which is, uh, sounds like it's past the deadline, but that was because of the, uh, the one year where everything was kind of out of whack. So, but point being JBB likes to make moves early. Uh, so I wanted to talk about the trade deadline here. I think we mentioned it last week where there's been some names that have floated out, uh, like Chikrim, uh, you also have Walker from Philadelphia, Steele from Philadelphia as well. Uh, and then one of the newer ones that we've seen is Tarasenko, uh, which is an interesting one as well. Vladimir Tarasenko. I think he was linked to us Last year, he's,
1: he has been for is he, what seems like a number of years. It seems like he's kind of the uh, the Eric Carlson uh, of forwards, always linked but never comes.
0: Oh, <laughs> well, I wanted to get your thoughts on that because you know the the Ford is something we not we've ta- it's always been defenseman, right? We talked about Noah Hannafin. we've talked about uh, Walker from Philly, but Ford is kind of a new position we've seen. And honestly, I would not hate seeing a guy like Tarasenko come over for the Lightning if they can make it work.
1: Yeah, I don't quite. Understand it, but I by no means would I dislike it, depending on what we give up, if we give up anything. But who wouldn't want Vladdy Karasenko on their team? I know he's not what he used to be, but he's not, you know, he's not an old man or anything. You know, he's in his low 30s, but he can still score, you know, like a machine. He can still put up, you know, great assists. You know, he's having a pretty decent, but you know, quiet but decent year in Ottawa. And he's playing, you know, middle six minutes. He's not getting, you know, top line time or anything. And I think he could be a pretty decent addition, to, you know, to the Lightning, especially because it seems like they're not like, you know, from reports I've heard and who knows how, you know, accurate they are. But I don't think Ottawa is going to be asking a whole lot for him either. You might be able to get him for a pretty good bargain. Uh, they've got a, you know, a, an interim GM in there. Uh, he might be just... You know, new to the job, you might make a, an oopsie trade. You know, it's been done before, where JBB pulls off a fleece. What so. in the
0: water? <laughs> exactly.
1: You, you know, you're you're not special. You're you're one of many. But um, I don't know the the and the other guys. I don't know if you know. I'm going off topic here, but Noah Hannifin, he's another name that we've seen a lot of recently, and he's been on record saying he'd love to play uh, for the Lightning one day. Who knows if that happens? Again, this one ki- You know, it makes sense right now i don't know how much sense it makes in the future with you know sergachev coming back you don't want you know a super stacked left side even though i guess it did kind of win us two stanley cups um he's not Ryan McDonough, he's an offensive-minded defenseman. Noah Hannafin, but you know he still has a very good defensive game to him. I had him on my fantasy team uh, earlier this year. <laughs> he, he, was play, he was playing really good. Uh, I shouldn't have dropped him. Somebody else picked him up. Uh, regardless, there, there's plenty of options that we do have, especially with a you know a comfy eight million dollars that you know we just found laying around somewhere. Hopefully, we can find, we unfortunately, unfortunately, <laughs> it, it sucks again. Um, but you know the assets that that's the big question what do we have to give up i would hate to see isaac howard go uh michael might think a little bit differently but at the same time you know you've got a uh you know a u.s hero you might be able to sell high on him uh if somebody really wants him again you know we're in win now mode as well like you know the the these guys aren't yeah, getting you got a
0: 2026 first round pick that's just collecting dust out there
1: <laughs> <laughs> no we can use 2027s now i think uh i think you can use four years there you go um so yeah we've got uh we do have some assets but how far in the future do you want to trade what does this team look like in 2027 we'll still have you know core guys but i don't know it might be somebody off the roster you know with some trade value who knows who it might be um you know talking about right-handed defensemen as well uh like sean walker he's one uh, there was another one, uh Eric Johnson from Buffalo. He's somebody who uh, apparently we're linked to, I can't remember the uh reporter that uh leaked that or dropped that, but uh Eric Johnson, he's a right-handed shot uh in Buffalo. I just don't really see the need for a righty. Uh I you know, I've you know, get this on record, Jake. I've finally become comfortable with Darren Radish playing, you know, regular games. <laughs> um he's he's really put things together. Darren Radish has Completely, I've 180 on him. I'm, I'm I'm, a Darren Radish truther now, but uh, even Nick Purbix, he's starting to play a lot better. And Eric Chernak, when he's healthy, he is a beast out there. He's terrific when he's healthy. It's just that if factor. So I guess that might be, you know, if you can get somebody for relatively cheap and not just a whole lot of assets can't. to just kind of bolster that blue line, that'd be great. But um, yeah, the left side is what, you know, needs attention right now. It might just have to be a depth guy, especially with Hayden Flurry going out as well now too. You know, maybe it could be some prospects. I don't know how much value they have. But uh, is, is there any other names that you've seen floating around, Jake?
0: No, we've pretty much hit them all there. Uh, to, to go back to why I think we were linked to Tarasenko, by the way, because he's on Ottawa. I remember, we were linked to Jacob Chikrin as well, who's also on Ottawa. So you have to wonder if JBB's maybe thinking, hey, throw in a little package deal in there and we can get something done. It helps the lighting out in two. Because, ne- listen, they're f- if you're going to pick a spot that they need help in, it's defense, obviously with the loss of Mikhail Sergeyev, Uh, But, listen, it wouldn't hurt to bolster their bottom six. I mean, you've had guys like Chafee really step up. Uh, ABB got sent down recently. He did clear waivers. So, you know, there is another spot in there somewhere. Tanner Geno's out right now. He'll come back though eventually, but there's definitely somewhere that, that could fill that role uh, in that bot, basically the ABB spot kind of. So you could see something more. They're playing 11 7 right now anyway. Um, so I think that's why they got linked to Tarasenko. Hannafin is the is the big name uh, just because, as you mentioned there, Matt, he did go uh, – it was on the 32 Thoughts podcast. Elliot Friedman said that he was told that Hannafin wants to end up – he wouldn't mind ending up in Tampa Bay, whether that's now at the deadline or in free agency, uh, which is also really, really interesting. Because, again, as you mentioned, right, JBB's track record is he likes to go for guys that he can extend and keep long-term. Brandon Hagel is a perfect example of that. He very rarely goes for rentals. I mean, even Barkley Goodrell and Blake Coleman, he used both those guys to win back-to-back cups. And then they had term. Right. And then eventually moved on for them and got some, some value back there a little bit. Um, so I don't know how they can make that work. It's Jay, He's got to look at all that. And again, that goes back to the whole Stamco situation, which makes things more difficult. You know, you got to fit. How much is the cap jumping up? There's a lot of questions that are going to have to be answered, which makes this so difficult, but it should be an entertaining trade deadline for the fan perspective. Because uh, with the new cap space, the Lightning could definitely make some moves this year for sure. Because This is really definitely
1: stable. going to be the, like a very complicated trade deadline. Because again, we yes. know what we need, but... We again, you know, what do we have to give up? Um, you know, how much do we need? Uh, you know, how much of what we know we need do we need? Um, it, it's gonna be very interesting to see what Julian and company, you know, cook up and hopefully it's not a whole nother draft class. I'm fine with a couple of picks, but maybe not the entire, you know.
0: The yeah, entire let's talk about year. Everyone.
1: <laughs> yeah. Again, I love Tanner you know but the trades aging like a fine milk.
0: <laughs> and, well, and you wonder too with the forwards if they're doing that. Because Connor Sherry, listen, I know Connor Sherry's getting a lot of hate right now out there because he's had a very rough season. Uh, because he just hasn't hit those offensive expectations. I wonder if that's maybe another reason why uh that they're they're looking at some forwards there. So there's a lot of question marks there. Uh, I will say this too with Noah Hannafin, because he says said that he wants to play in Tampa, maybe they could make that work a little bit easier because maybe he takes a more team-friendly deal later in the future extension-wise uh, because he wants wants to play here. So that's something that could help the Lightning uh in acquiring him if they go to undo uh, that. I know everybody talks about, oh, I know everything to trade for. Listen, the, our prospect pool was ranked like worst in the league, and we've got Lilleberg, Crozier, Chafee, all these guys stepping up right now. And they've still got, uh, Isaac Howard, as you mentioned, Matt, Maxine Groshev, who we haven't even seen yet. Don't get rid of him. I, I hope not. No, no, no. no, no. <laughs> Groshev, I want, Groshev is a guy I'm really, really excited about, but, uh, they've got prospects is with points I'm making. Like every year, the lighting always have that one guy that comes up and steps up. and Everybody's yeah, like, yeah. where did this guy come from? So lighting have got good prospects and they can definitely make it work. It's going to be interesting trade deadline. We will hit it more next week in uh, our last episode before the trade deadline. So make sure you like and subscribe uh, right here on YouTube and follow us on social media at RBR Sports at RBR Lightning so you don't miss out uh, on those trade deadline videos. And, of course, we'll be recapping everything that happens after the trade deadline happens. Uh, but, Matt, let's wrap things up at looking what's coming up here for the Lightning this week. They have got the Philadelphia Flyers up next tomorrow, uh, the 27th, depending on when you're watching this, at 7 p.m. Eastern, the last of their road trip. And then they'll come back home to take on the Buffalo Sabres at 7 p.m. Eastern. And then as I jump over here to March, they will take on the Montreal Canadiens on the 2nd at 7 p.m. Eastern. And then actually, they have a uh, one, two, three, four day break here. Uh, So, Mm. God, these schedules, Matt, I just don't know. The Lightning have had I think this is like their third four plus day break this year. <laughs> it's happened so much. But they have a lot of games in hand. So uh nothing crazy that jumps out at me here on the schedule. Matt, what are you looking for this week from the Lightning?
1: Well, I'm going to backtrack off of what I ended the show with last week because you know it seems like a easy schedule. But I I, mean, I ended last week saying we have no reason not to walk away with eight points, so I'm going to do the inverse. There's no reason. Like, we have no right to win any of these games. It's just not even possible.
0: psychology. <laughs> I'm, I'm
1: going to the uh, the Sabres game on Thursday, and it's just going to be terrible. Like, uh, Tage Thompson's going to score a billion goals. Like, uh, <laughs> if, if this is what I have to do to make it work, please. Um, <laughs> No, the I mean, these are, you know easy teams philly they're definitely you know they're grinders they're, buffalo, having they're having a really good year they're i think they're still in a divisional spot right now they've faltered a yeah. bit recently but john tortorella teams and the lightning do not mix very well they can definitely <laughs> uh you know especially in philly too they can they can do their damage and they're quietly good buffalo another team that the lightning always are kind of iffy with i think they uh they beat us earlier this year i want to say um yeah, they beat us way early this year. Dylan Cousins with the OT winner. That helped my fantasy team. Um, as terrible as it was a thing. Uh, <laughs> don't do it uh, again. Um, and Montreal, uh, that's another, you know, bottom feeder team that knows how to play scrappy. They're a physical team, you know, despite, you know, their scoring struggles, they know how to hurt you literally in other areas. Keep your head on a swivel against all these guys. You know, we might have some scouts in the audience as well, you know, getting a good feel for, uh You know, some of the players that might be on the market from all of these teams, you know, we've been linked to, you know, players from all three of these teams that we're going to be playing against, maybe not Montreal, but um, it's going to be an important week. Hopefully we can uh, build up some uh, some ground between us and the uh, the outsiders on the playoffs and maybe, you know, get closer into a divisional spot. But again, always a big week, especially this time of year, hopefully I mean, hopefully they lose all these games.
0: (laughs) It's going to be an interesting week for the Bolts on this standings-wise. Philly's definitely the best team. Uh, But listen, as we've said many a times, these are NHL teams. You have to take everybody seriously and give it your hardest. The only thing I ask for this week, Matt, is when we do play Montreal, which is going to be at home again, Play to the whistle, please. I have a repeat of what happened last time. Get your hands off of the music buttons. Let's make sure we don't have a repeat there. Uh, but hey, it's going to be a lot of fun. And of course, make sure you like and subscribe, follow right here at Arbiter Sports, at RBR Lightning, so you don't miss out when we come back next week and recap all of that and so much more for you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, we really appreciate you uh, listening. We'll see you guys in the next one. Go Bolts. Thank you for tuning into this presentation by RBLR Sports. On your way out of the stadium, please remember to like and subscribe.